All right. So, how'd you feel about this episode overall before we get started? No, I... <laughs> I didn't feel anything except... It's the greatest episode ever, right? This is how uh, the entire show should be from here on out. I don't know how we can make Clark Kent permanently Red Kryptonite Clark Kent, but I'm on board to make this happen. As I told you earlier, I could watch probably half a season, maybe a whole one, of Villain Clark. By the way, Joseph, I don't know if you've heard the rumor, but I've heard there's lost episodes of uh, <laughs> Clark Kent actually having the red kryptonite in the summertime. And we'll get to this part of the series. Don't you mean the red episodes? The red episodes. <laughs> they exist. Man, it was just... Because it reminded me, because there's our, there are points, obviously, later in the show where... Clark has to deal with Red Kryptonite or, you know, the bad boy self and persona. And every time it's on screen, bro, I love it. It's it's so great to see him because you could tell he's having fun with this shit. Do you think that this is exactly how Tom Welling is in real life? <laughs> no. That this is just who he is, and whenever they're like, hey, it's a Red Kryptonite episode, he's like, okay, cool, and he throws the script out the window. <laughs> he doesn't need the script it, anymore. He doesn't need it. This is exactly all, who he is. It's off the top. It's just everything he's been wanting to say about his character the whole time he's this, been filming. This is how he's been wanting to act. Every single scene, it's completely on him. Man, that's improv for you. Man, Michael Scott could learn a thing or two from that. By the way, this is improv. This is <laughs> probably some of the best improv I've ever seen. And I will also say with this episode, it has probably my favorite scene of Smallville history so far. Dude, there's some really good moments in this shit. Yeah, this episode took me like 20 hours to watch. <laughs> it took an entire day where my wife said, what are you going to do? I said, I can't go outside to do yard work. I have to watch Smallville. I have to see Tom. I need to see more. You know what? You know who I'm learning from? Jonathan. Especially in this episode. You know how you can go from bad to worse? Jonathan proves me right every single time. Bro. And I'm tired of the defense that I'm having to receive from this man because he deserves nothing. He's crap. Dude, he he kind of sucks a lot he in this episode. sucks. <laughs> and I also have to give this credit. Dude, I like Pete. Tell me, tell me Pete is not a hero See, in know, this episode. It's great because, like, you know, before he really sucked bad. And um, you know this, I don't like Pete. But you hide it. You hide I? it very well. I yes. think if anything, I was just waiting for the moment he found out about the secret because this is when he gets better. No, no, I would say that automatically with this episode, I'm glad he's a part of it because if it was just Martha and Jonathan having to solve this problem, good Lord, because I don't know what the hell Chloe was doing. Chloe was in her own damn world this episode. Chloe was, yeah, very weird. Like, we already what? know how we feel about Chloe this season. She's, I don't know. She's it, kind of been slacking. Did they forget like what her character was about <laughs> or something? When hey. they go, hey, well, should we write anything about her? No. Hey, Allison, just uh, take it easy today. Oh, script? No, you're fine. You don't know it all? Okay. <laughs> That's cool. What's the episode called? Red. What's it about? Red Kryptonite. So should my character just be looking at a rock? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be there so uh, Clark can x-ray me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Thank God for that scene. Man. If we didn't have that, then I'd be disappointed. That's for sure. Because we also learned a fun fact about her. Oh, <laughs> we, learned a, we learned a great fun fact about that one. And, I mean, as far as everyone, you know, just listening right now, obviously, we're just really giddy about this episode. We've been waiting a long time. And I feel like as true fans of Smallville, if you're not already, you should know what this episode is and what it contains. Red Kryptonite. We get Red Kryptonite 
And what does red kryptonite do, Taylor, huh? What does it do? All right, so let's go to the history then. Uh -huh. All right, so with red yeah, kryptonite. Give me the comic history, please. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I wanted you to do this. I bet you're going to love this. Oh. Because it also makes no sense in a way. <laughs> All right, so. I hope it's what I'm thinking because I did some research on it too. With red kryptonite. It first appeared in Adventure Comics number 252, mm. where it's Superboy, obviously, speaking about how, or it's actually just a panel on the page, it's red meteorites coming down from the sky, going through a cosmic cloud, where that cosmic cloud then turns those rocks red. Those rocks then come down, hit Earth, or spread across. The crazy thing about the red kryptonite in the comics is that it's always different. Red Kryptonite is never the same thing. Interesting. So with some of the issues, for example, this one in the first appearance, what it's about is a Martian taking a Red Kryptonite rock and then using it to form two Superboys, to split Superboy apart, where he has an alternate identity who has no powers but is evil, and at the end of the comic... Uh, while he's trying to destroy Superboy, he ends up blowing himself up. Hmm. So it's a great little fun comic for all of the kids to enjoy. And with Red Kryptonite, what we reason why I say it's never the same thing. With some of the issues that Red Kryptonite has caused, is transformed into a dragon, <laughs> transformed into a dwarf, excessive what? hair growth, he became evil, loss of power, and my favorite. Unable to speak or write anything but Kryptonese. Kryptonese. Yeah. You're uh, lying. I'm I'm not kidding. You're that is a real that is a real thing that red kryptonite has caused Superman or Clark Kent to do. Kryptonese. It's never the same. Red kryptonite has caused him to do nothing that's the same. I don't speak Kryptonese. Hmm. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit ever. I knew that that last one would get you. You know, and you mentioned the whole, you know, fragments of it in the meteor shower or whatever. Um, apparently, I don't. I think it's just more so maybe a theory, fan theory, but apparently there is red kryptonite shown in the pilot of the meteors coming down. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I okay. think it's bullshit. Do you think more <laughs> than anything they just didn't have the money in order to make it green? <laughs> They were like, oh, damn it, we forgot to do this. Do we have anything left in the budget? No, this is a pilot. Rojo. Rojo, please. Only Rojo. Why are they saying it in Spanish? <laughs> you know how Hollywood is, man. What? What, what is going on? <laughs> is that just my theory? This is not how I wanted the theory episode to go. Theory has taken a weird turn now. Theory has taken a weird turn. Uh, so, yes, that is where the Red Kryptonite <laughs> first appears, 1958. A lot of Golden Age stuff. I'm loving it right now, and at least these episodes are allowing us to be able to speak about these first appearances while first season just said, screw it, we're going to give you crap. Can we not talk about first season right now? It's still too soon. No, I always have to talk about no, it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I always have to balance it. No, no, no. It's how I am No, as a it's person. not like we did like 20 plus episodes of it and just can never talk about it Yeah, again. it's going to be stuck in my brain forever, <laughs> so I have to talk about it in order to get it all out. Let me tell you what was worth it, Red. I'm going to end up in an asylum. Red was worth it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's all paying off, but seriously, it still causes me pain. <laughs> and obviously... We are back here again on the Somebody Save Me podcast, Taylor and Joseph, to just give you a wild ride into the greatest episode ever, at least so far. So far, yes. This is easily so top five. All right. 
Yeah, because I'm still like, there's a lot of things that I like about some of the previous. Uh, so I can't really put it. I, I have to go back to the drawing board for it. I'm not going to label it yet. Maybe after we talk about Look, it. And the thing is that it's starting off strong. Season two is starting off strong. First season, yeah, we had Bug Boy. We had X-Ray. But we had Heat and we had Red. And this is already just, we're, we're, two, for, we're two and two. I feel like we're 50% right now where we're having a bad episode, a good one, a bad episode, and a good one. You know, and I don't mind that formula at all. No, Because it's no. a lot of episodes. You know, there has to be, obviously, some bad ones. Well, it's what they call filler. <laughs> mm-hmm. So at least the filler in this season is making a little bit of sense versus last where, good God. But with these great episodes that we're receiving, like what we're talking about, there's at least more to them. Mm-hmm. And what's great about also this episode is more of the mythology of Superman, the um, you know the history, the crypt- kryptonite, obviously. There's different kinds. We're going to see different effects on them. So this is the start of something crazy. The start of something new. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we're on season two, episode four of Smallville Red. And we're going to jump into it here in just a moment. Oh, man. Still the best thing ever. Yeah, this this just started off strong. We already got a ring being flaunted. It's already popping in this episode. Dude, it's already popping. We're flaunting class rings. All right, we need to pause it already, man. Well, you're already gonna have me pause. We've only been going for nine seconds into the episode. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pause it now because is it because of P Diddy? No, no, no. it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> Chloe made it made a comment it's like, "Wow, like uh, I guess I I should be showing off like I'm P Diddy." <laughs> Kind of racist. Well, no. Whoa. <laughs> well, okay. She she did say that the ring looks like that it came from P Diddy's home. You're like, why P Diddy? Nah, I don't understand. It couldn't be Madonna. <laughs> well, was Madonna big at this time? For sure. No way. Get out of here, bro. Uh, Early 2000s? Touch Like a Virgin was like in 1993 or something. Madonna was popping still, dog. No, I wasn't into Madonna. Dog. Yo, time. catch us next episode, the Madonna special. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into the brief history of Madonna. I don't want to go into that. All right, so no, the thing is here, I'm sorry, we're sophomores, right? Why are we getting class rings sophomore year? It's because in order to remember the time that we spent. It's a big deal to graduate and have your sophomore rings. Maybe it's a promise ring. Maybe this is where they're introducing, because last episode we had the sex with the heat. So now with this episode, they're introducing promise rings, maybe to be able to give themselves to somebody without having sex. That was the dumbest shit I ever heard. It's the only thing I got because it's <laughs> sophomores, man. I got nothing else. Bro, I just don't understand what they're else. doing a class ring, like election day, whatever the hell it is, and it's red ruby or whatever, and Chloe's already kept speculating, um, I don't think it's real Ruby, pretty much. And she goes off and just does her own thing. Like, that's it. Bye, Chloe. We'll see you later. I'm so thrown off now where Pete and Clark are waiting in line, and Pete is then bringing up, Clark, I don't even know what you're doing here. You can't really afford this ring. It's $350. Yeah, you poor piece of shit. Yeah, your dad's <laughs> going to be so mad at you for having to pay for this. Who the hell do you think you are? Hey, Pete, why don't you butt out of my business, you son of a bitch? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure your dad said you can't add that, That's Clark. That's what he said. Oh, uh, he said I could decide, Pete. But I want you to hold on to that thought because that's also what I put down in my notes here. Clark specifically, this is the good Clark, said that, my dad and I had the talk. My dad said it's my decision ultimately. Pete makes that joke. Ha ha, that means that you shouldn't do it. 
But this is still good Clark making the decision that he's going to buy this ring. Yeah. This is not bad Clark right now. And and, and think about it, too. Even if you want to say it's bad, whatever, I mean, it, it goes into the whole thing about Teenage Rebellion that we get into later for the theme. You know, they, they, they think that's the excuse, obviously, for the, the red ring. Joseph, uh, this is not Teenage Rebellion. This is... <laughs> teenage Logic? Yeah, I don't know what is going... But also, I did want to point out as well is that, you know, I don't know if you got a classroom. Did you ever get a high school classroom? Uh, no, because even though I was on, I don't want to brag about myself, the golf team, because I was a nerd. I Is it nerdy to be on the golf team? I don't know. Maybe. Is it? I uh, think maybe you were the nerd on the golf team. Yeah, that's probably the case. But everybody enjoyed me because I always tell great stories. Because you showed off your butt? Yeah, that happened too. It's like, oh, we love Taylor so much. We get to see plenty of sides of him, you know? Plenty of different sides. Butt, hair, chest. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to get into the fact that uh, John is right. It's definitely a waste of money because I got one and I did not wear it. Um, but I also want to say to your other point earlier, it's not worth it because it's your sophomore ring. <laughs> so I don't understand why. Spinning- no, it's class ring, bro. That means it's going to have their year, obviously, when they're graduating. Okay. Okay, Joseph, wouldn't they be giving these out at senior year? They would. You're okay. right. I just I'm not. Want, I'm not. I'm not going back on that. I, I want to make sure stupid. that they're going to be giving them out at a later time. If not anything, latest is junior year. I'm pretty sure junior year you start having to like get it. Wait. So what if for the Smallville High they make you get your class ring? Because no, no, they no, don't... no, no. Smallville High, dude. This is AHS. Well, and that's what I mean is that they don't expect <laughs> you to graduate, so that's why they have you get the. We'll ring give it to you early. now. <laughs> we'll give it. You know what? Do you want the class? We gotta ring get now? school funding. Come on, I know you want one. I know you want one. We don't expect you to make it past junior year. <laughs> oh, it's the cancer. Oh, no, we no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Poor boy. Poor, poor boy. And so, as Clark is obviously, I guess in a sense, deceiving his father, he's getting his class ring. We have Lana, the school guide. Giving the new girl a nice little tour. Hey, Joseph, of, I just, uh, Smallville I just, High. I just have to pause it here because her is wardrobe she, is she wearing a see-through top? See-through top. Is that bright a red bra? Is that a see-through top? Can with, see straight titty. I'm just wanting to make sure here that this is going to be allowed at high school. I'm pretty sure that there should be some teacher that would have stopped her by now, especially if she is a new student who told Lana to walk her to class. That's a grown-ass woman too. What? That ain't no high schooler. Who are they trying to fool? You know what? She's only a head taller than Lana. Dude. And she's already just being such a dick. Well, she's like, what is there to do in this town besides just hoedowns <laughs> and hay rides? <laughs> like, it's like when people come to Texas. It's like, yeah, do you, uh, so where are the horses at? Y'all ride horses to school? You, usually I would agree with you. And it's like, man, the new girl is such an asshole. But then Lana comes in and says, oh, you know what? There is this other place called the Talon. I don't want to be biased or anything, but I kind of own it. What the hell? Dude, she just rubbed in her face. What is this? It's hey, like, yeah, I own a business. What do you do? Oh, hey, See-through girl. shirt girl? Yeah. Before you <laughs> criticize my town, just so you know, I have my own business. I run my own <laughs> coffee shop. And yeah, it's the hit of the town. Yeah, my aunt let me have it. My aunt let me have it. And maybe you know I, Lex. Yeah. Do you know a man named Luther? <laughs> and so 
Yeah, Lana's already somewhat offended, I guess, after her snobby comment. Um, yeah, but Lana also is still in her own world as well in this episode. And but then it's understandable. And so they're walking up to where Clark and Pete are, and uh, what does Jesse say? Oh, who's the major hottie in primary colors? Um, she is all about Clark Kent already. She is drooling from the mouth where she says, "No offense, Lana, I don't want you. Go away. Why let don't you me, have him? Yeah, let show him me show me around. Come on." And she's already like somewhat jealous and then we get to see clark put on the ring and now we have red veins red veins so of course clear sign this is red meteor rock i can't remember did you say that there was no veins did you say that the (laughs) veins stopped i just can't remember can we go back to this could somebody bring up that episode for me and just have that replay it was literally first episode (laughs) (laughs) uh no more veins huh it's happened like every other episode look dude well, stop bringing up bullshit. This is red veins now. Why are we bringing up bullshit? And by the way, this man just shot up with some ecstasy here. Because Dude, his, his eyes go red, red veins, bro. He is now, his inhibitions out of the door, bro. And Pete is even looking going, man, you, you okay? Yeah, you right there? He says, I feel great. Oh, I feel great. I'm assuming this is the new principal, correct? I would have to assume that as well. All right. So we have the new principal coming up where he is saying, um, excuse me, you must be new here. Is it Jesse? How the hell did you get through the doors wearing that top? You understand the dress code. Come to my office. You know that's not what he said, Taylor. He said, listen, skank, what are you doing dressed up like that in my school? We live in Smallville, oh, not I'm- Metropolis. <laughs> I'm sorry, Principal. Is your dress code lame and lamer? Oh, my God, And then God, here bro. comes Clark Kent with the ultimate laugh that apparently the entire school hears because he's across the hall. And Clark's they all laughing? They all three somehow. Look at this. The Principal. Is there something funny, Mr. Kent? Yeah. he. Uh, it's like, wow. You can't laugh? And it, somehow it got turned on him where... The principal lets it go for a second, says, Jesse, let's go to my office. You know, Lana's already a bad tour guide here. She <laughs> is doing just an awful job. She, she got the girl in trouble. She probably she didn't should have warned her about something. Hey, uh, I, I love your outfit, but I just don't want you to get, get in trouble. <laughs> you know what? Did you say something about my town? Did you yeah. say something about those hay oh, rides? you know what? I hate you. <laughs> so You're good. tacky and I hate you. <laughs> Clark, though, okay, if you are the principal in this situation, yeah. would you let this go where Clark Kent is coming up to you saying, hey, uh, I think what she is wearing is super sexy, and I think that your dress code sucks, but come on, man, it's her first day. Cut her some slack. Yeah, and you shouldn't be giving her advice with your uh, fashion uh, fashion style. Um. All right. So I'm going to say this, and I even put this in my notes, and you're probably going to disagree with me, and this is why I'm going to have to pause. But look here, I just want to say, why did this principal disallow a roast from Clark Kent? I said I would accept it, too. I put it in my notes, I would accept it. Why would you just get punked by a school? I mean, a school student. Here's the reason. Because it's Clark Kent. I'm pretty sure his permanent record says he has saved 20 people from... (laughs) Blown like cars blowing up from so many different accidents. My where, God, he saved someone from a tornado. Yeah, there is so many different incident reports where I would probably be like, okay, I'm gonna let this go because also Clark Kent truly isn't being like, hey, just walk away, dipshit. He, yeah, it would it would have been 
much worse if maybe he cursed at him or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Maybe he got physical or something, which would be kind of weird if he did that. Or but. He, if he even does it in like an anger tone or like a get out of here. But he doesn't. He truly says, hey, man, just cut her some slack. After his snarky yeah. remark, he says, cut her some slack. Hmm. With what his permanent record shows, dude, I'm going to take it. I'll cut her some slack for you, Kent. It's the only thing I really have accepted. You know, fun fact about this principal actor, he was in uh, the movie Watchmen, and he played uh, Dr. Manhattan's father in a flashback. Ooh, so he was the horrible person? His fa- Dr. Manhattan's father? The clockmaker? Yeah, was he a bad person? I don't think so. I thought he was. I think maybe he was just strict about clocks. Could be. Or a watchmaker. Was it a watchmaker? Wouldn't he, like, beat him with the clock? Okay, I think. I think <laughs> Is, making, am I thinking of the I wrong? Think you're thing. making shit up. Man. All right, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. You're thinking of the show because that didn't happen in there either. Probably thinking of like Clockmaker <laughs> from the Batman animated series or something. Dude, get the mind out of the violence, bro. This is a good show, man. Friendly. Yeah, I no. Okay, well, this episode, <laughs> no, my mind can actually go with what they are showing here. All okay, right, so the principal just tells the girl to hey, change, make sure you look different tomorrow or some whatever. And um, Pete's blown away. The Lana is completely confused. Looks at him in a very strange yeah. way. Jesse drooling at the mouth, saying, "Oh, that farm boy is all I want." And he's checking the masses out as they as they leave. Okay, so uh, quick question: He has the red kryptonite here. Is he already doing X ray vision? Is he already doing X ray vision on everybody right now? No, I think we'd be a clear sign if he was focusing. Oh, is and- the Clear sign, not the biggest smile you've ever seen Clark Kent take. At well, the I end mean, of the he scene. saw some quality, you know, you know, from the rear end and got all that, so that was good. Hey, uh, Joseph, I'm gonna let you take over this next scene because I need you to just answer one question before I hand it over. Where are they, <laughs> dude? It looks like the Metropolis Sharks gym locker room. What are all the canisters behind him? Canisters. What are like, are those uh, like? Uh, is that shampoo? Is that like different types of conditioner? Different types of soap. Bubble all, bath. All I want you to do is answer me because it looks like chemicals. It looks like that the sharks have t- some type of stereo or what's the, what's the word? Steroid lab inside <laughs> of the locker room. <laughs> all right. Look, dude, this is a locker room. I have no idea what these bottles are. It looks like a weird experimental lab. Also, the, so what opens here is some type of U.S. Marshal federal agent guy is threatening some player on the team about where Jesse is. His name's Kyle. Yeah, he Kyle <laughs> interrogated about where Jesse is because this is what this dude showed him is a picture of her. I need to know where they are. Where are they living? They called you from this phone number out of Kansas. What's the deal? Joseph, he cocks the gun as if he's going to load it. I don't even know if the gun is loaded. It wasn't. He is threatening he him literally, with an unloaded he, he, yeah, gun. Yeah, he cocked it, and it's not even fully cocked. Like, like, hey, you see he's this? He's halfway. He's like, hey, you see this? I could cock it, and then what? Yeah. And then what? And you know what? There's no bullet in this chamber. Yeah, There's and then he's like, in here. after he tells him the information, he's like, ha, gotcha. And you know now, what? enjoy the stereo. <laughs> and then he just drags over, once again, some type of lab equipment where it just has some type of old boombox on it. And he says, Kyle, I'm going to have to type some loose ends. Take this. Throws it in yeah, there. He's like, yeah, what she is could, that plugged uh, into? And she could call you and you could let her, you know, warn her. Joseph, so I'm going to kill you now. Is that thing have an extension cord? Bro, what is that plugged that into? That shit should have popped out. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Whenever he tosses it in there, what is it plugged in? Damn, that was her like prom date or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that was her prom date. Damn, man. Look, it's crazy. That dude was just bathing. 
You just let a dude come in there all weird and just, like, threaten him with an, an unloaded gun? Bro, I would have immediately got out of the bathtub. Why would I stay in the bath if he's in there interrogating me with a gun? Joseph, there's so many unanswered questions. Why would you be in the bath, in the dark, in the locker room of a Sharks game where there's no Sharks game being played? Maybe it was practice, bro. He's the only one in there? Maybe he's the last one in there. In the dark? Maybe he, maybe it's available to them to work out all the time so they can use it. I'm pretty sure that guy's homeless. Look, I don't man. think he should be in that <laughs> locker room whatsoever. I don't know who that person was. He certainly wasn't on the team. Otherwise, it would make news. You know, where's the, where's the article about uh, that kid dying? Yeah, exactly my point. Nobody cares about the homeless. You really think it's a homeless dude? Oh, I have. Jesse's going out with a homeless dude at prom? Have you seen Jesse? Have you seen what Jesse looks like? Jesse is going out with the homeless guy. Did you say it's homeless? If he comes up with a motorcycle wearing some type of leather jacket that has holes in it, pants that has holes in it, maybe a bandana. <laughs> yeah, dude, she's going out with him. No, I think she's got more class, bro. Oh, she has more class. Okay, that's what it more is. More class, more ass. I'm pretty sure she wears the same pants in every single scene she's in. Good. Build up the stink. <laughs> oh my god! Wouldn't you ever want to smell those pants? Yeah, certain areas. <laughs> what areas? Oh, Kneecaps. Don't, don't you want to know, pervert? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not gonna change the subject now because now we have to deep dive into these pants. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Because why does she wear them in every single scene? Can she man. not afford new pants? I know she's on the run right now, but damn, it's really obvious when you have one pair. And Look, maybe, maybe that's, that's all that father can afford back at home. Maybe that's why she wears the tops that she does. They never fit her. <laughs> she found maybe like a bag of like toddler's clothes or something. Now it's making sense. She's definitely not that small with a foot over Lana. Yeah, I know. That's my point. She found a bag of toddler clothes. Nah. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Have you seen the house that her father and her moved into? Yeah, there was some they like... It, they made it look weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They made it look like run down when it's really not probably... That's what I mean. They found a bag of clothes in that place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse, this looks like they could fit you. <laughs> what a nice town. We're in such a nice town. <laughs> this is great. Man, it's it's crazy because that was just a little little piece of what we're about to get this entire episode. Yeah, I know. There is a lot to still happen. Oh, there, there is just way too much to deep dive into, which is also why I'm kind of disappointed that, man, Chloe does nothing. Nothing. I miss my girl here, but don't worry. Later on, I'm going to get a Red Kryptonite so, episode with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so we come back. We come back to Smallville. It's the end of the day. We're walking out. And this man Clark is planning a trip to the bar? Apparently they just give out flyers saying, hey, if you're underage, just come on down to this bar that's on the county line. Yeah, and Pete's like, oh, just, when Clark Kent decides to break rules, I'll be there. And we get him to find out it's Jesse Brooks. And uh, yeah, let's check. I checked out that bar before. You should definitely go. Oh, are you planning on a road trip to go there? Okay, if she already knows that the bar exists there, you know what I call that? Trash. Whore. <laughs> Trash. Whore. I, I don't call it anything positive, and Pete should immediately say red flag, but instead, Pete is all on board with this. Yeah. Where she grabs the purple pen from him, marks the phone number on Clark, saying you're going to have to find a way to get a hold of me then. Pete is just like, damn, 
Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, I just actually love Pete's reactions to all of this because he's like, damn, Clark is pulling the chicks right now. Well, and also... He's like, yeah, go, my boy. Go, my boy. He throws the shot saying, whoa, man, she's kind of hot. But aren't you married to Lana in your own imagination? Uh, you know what? Clark, he, he can be passed around here. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, um, he's clearly thinking, he's like, I can have both. And here comes Lana now walking up saying, oh, it looks like you and Jesse have been making friends here a little I'm bit just, quickly. I'm just trying to make her feel welcome. Hey, uh, Lana, were you staring at us while she came up and talked to me? Yeah, she literally waited until she left. You saw that, right? And she walked up yes, right after. She wanted to start a fight right here, by the way. Or, uh, by the way. Well, yeah. Uh, I love the response. Yeah. Don't worry, Lana. I haven't taken my eye off you all day. Yes. Dude. Finally, <laughs> finally, even though that this is the red kryptonite speaking, at least I'm having this man spill some beans no, here. He's just spilling what he's feeling, yes, bro. He's spilling what he's feeling. Wait, wait. I don't know if he's feeling a lot of these things in this episode. Oh, he's feeling it. All right. We're going to have to talk about some of the things he's oh, feeling. Oh, yeah. Right. We are going to talk about but it. But Lana is and Lana so just, caught up. She's God. just so str- This is like that moment when Clark said, hey, do you want to come up to my loft and watch the sunset? Like, have you ever watched that before? And she's like... Yeah, I have. This uh, is the reverse. Uh, 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 yes. Uh, 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 this yes. This is now <laughs> Lana being that spacious. Lana's like, uh, oh, oh shit! I wasn't expecting that. What oh no! What do I say? And so she literally just starts talking about school like a nerd. She's like, oh, are we still on for that cram session? But I do have to talk about this because Lana does say, "Hey, are we still on for that cram session?" Completely looking at Clark in this scene, Pete. Don't worry, I'm still gonna be there. <laughs> Nobody was looking at you. Pete. No one cares about it. Nobody was even looking at you. you. And then you need to be able to get it together, man. And then I love that because, like, yeah, I mean, if you're still gonna be there, I'll be there. And Lana just giggles and laughs and like and walks away. I was like, oh man, she loved that so much. Oh, she, she wanted more of that, and she's trying there to. There was hide. like a little sprinkle that happened, you know, like a little wet sprinkle. By the way, she is gonna go like to a fan, to an AC unit, because she needs to cool off right That's now. That's right. She is going nuts. She's heated up, dude. I, I'm surprised this episode's not called Heat. <laughs> and so we get back to the farm, and guess what John's doing while Martha watches? Okay, fixing his bike. <laughs> and this is <laughs> all right. All right. This is the first scene where Jonathan shows he's a true piece of shit. <laughs> because Jonathan is saying, oh, you know what? Fix it on my bike. Hey, you know what? Where's Clark? He's late. He's late. Hey, Clark just runs in. Hey, you looking for me? Well, hey, Clark, weren't you supposed to be helping me working on the garage? And he literally says, oh, man, I'll take like a couple seconds. So Jonathan only waited for Clark to come home in order for Clark to do his chores that's right that's what he was doing that's right so jonathan instead of fixing the garage by himself where then he could have used it against his son to make his son feel bad which is what normal fathers do he then decided to take the route of i'm just gonna go work on my bike (laughs) and you know what i'm just gonna go wait for him in the garage martha when he gets home you tell me i'm gonna be in there i'm disappointed i'm gonna have a beer while i wait god you know what i can't work today now (laughs) all because of your son and this is scene one, a piece of shit, John. Uh, yeah, John is not the best here, and it just sucks for any fans of John out there. He's not the greatest in this episode. A.K.A. the brothers. <laughs> and so, of course, we get clear sign that Clark ended up buying the ring, and but guess what? This is what I wanted to talk about here. John's mad. This is what good Clark would have even had to have faced as well. That's right. And because no matter what, even with him saying this, 
Jonathan, in a way, is going back on his word. Yep. Because Good Clark, in line with Pete, specifically stated, Dad said that I would be able to make my own choice here, that it was my money, I'd be able to do what I wanted. Clark wanted to buy the ring. Now his dad is pissed that he bought the ring. And it was his money, bro. It was his money. Oh, by the way, it's the money that you pay him to do the chores that you're supposed to do. And we get a clear indication he only pays that man $20 a week. Oh, God. Don't even... You know what? Is that better than bread? Or would you rather the bread? (laughs) You can buy two loaves probably for 20 bucks. All right, all right. So if you get two loaves a day versus $20 a week, which one are you taking? Yo, honestly, I'm gonna be eating. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a fat, healthy boy. I'll tell you what. Hey, man, you can sell that bread too. If it's <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> good bread, but so, it's not because it's Jonathan bread. And then I love that. And of course, because Martha's like trying to break it up, like, "Hey, go wash up for dinner." He's like, "I'm not hungry. I'm gonna go do my chores." Yeah, me and by the way, the way he looks at him too is like more. I'm gonna go do dad's work. Yeah, he's like because I have chores to do. Yeah, unlike some people who are fixing their bike and drinking a beer and watching the sharks. And then, man, I'll tell you who the MVP is here is Martha, bro. Yes, Martha's been killing yes. it, and she is killing it, especially this episode because she, Got of me. course, John's like. Uh, what was that all about? Martha's like, well, I mean, probably just some teenage rebellion, but you did say it was his choice. Like, it, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> Get some logic in there, John. Well, and it's finally Martha having to be, even with Jonathan being pointed in the right direction for Martha. And by the way, I agree with you entirely. For this episode, Martha is the king of kings. She's man. the greatest, dude. Thank God we She's finally queen, had bro. Mother Martha back. Yeah, Because dude. she is at least able to set this man straight. Because, yes, she says that this was his mistake to make. Yeah, because even he, he says it like was it. a bad decision he made. He's like, yeah, but it was his to make. And you remember when you defied your father to get a $500 motorcycle? <laughs> We're not talking about that, Martha. Look at that smirk. And this is what Martha needs to do. He's like, put this- her man in this place. So, yeah, after that little discussion, we go to the mansion, right? All Let right. me tell you, I'll tell you what right now. This might be my least favorite Luther moment. What like, the hell? Like, all episode. What the hell is this? Oh, so basically, all in all, yeah. because we're going to kind of just skip through this scene, I feel like. No, yeah, yeah, it's, we're not pausing it's, for this. It's mansion time. We're at the Luther Mansion. Lionel's just taking his own, I guess, privilege here to go ahead and just reorganize everything, and Lex is walking in kind of annoyed. And so he's like, oh, um, I like to be consulted on things you're going to change in my house, in my office. And then as he walks out and says, hey, man, I'm blind, pretty much. Give me some pity. And then he walks out and Lex looks at the assistant's like, yeah, get him whatever he wants. What? Why'd you come in here and complain? Yeah. Hey, Joseph, did you know that Lionel was blind? Did you know that that makes uh, him be able to have every type of say? Did you know that that means that Lex should forgive him for being such a terrible father and that Lex shouldn't be able to, you know, laugh at his dad in a way or kind of pick on his dad in a way to be able to use that blindness against him however screwed up and effed up they may sound i do not care because lionel deserves it it's like what i said after the first episode of this season there's been a lot of what is it forgetfulness from lex here when it comes to his father where dude who cares he was a piece of crap do i have to remind you he wanted you to be the villain in the town he was turning you into that person damn right and now, because he's crippled, you're going to allow him to get whatever he wants. You might as well just bend over on the desk like you did with the tattoo man. <laughs> Dude, and it yeah, it's just, you know what's crazy is because we've already gotten clarification of how many restrooms or bathrooms there are in the house. You're telling me there's not another office you can take? 
I know. How big is this house? Like, where- if I, if really, yeah, I understand my dad's a piece of shit. You know what? Take the office. I have four more. I'm blind, Lex. You know I've only been to certain parts of this house. I only want this office, Dad. I can only find this side of the house, Lex. I don't know where any other office is. Let me have it. God. Couldn't dude. Lex also find another office, too? No, I'm telling you, he could probably just walk maybe a wing down and he finds a just as much, or just as good, if not much better office. Didn't Victoria have an office when she was typing out on a laptop and the door's behind? No, that was his office. That was she still was, his office? She was, sh- it was this one. She was sure? on his laptop, promise. You know what? Because remember, she was looking for the, the Cadmus lab we're shit. Gonna, I know, we're going to have to go back to the tape on this. Mm-mm-mm. No, 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 because remember, it was like I don't the- want to remember that. Yeah, you do, because it was Hollow Man. You know what? Whatever. We're going to get back to now the episode where the FBI Mar- or U.S. Marshal is at the bar. Yeah, we go back to the bar. The, what is it, like Wild phone. Coyote or something like that? Who cares? He found the payphone where they were making the phone calls at. What is this guy even doing where he Honey- walks up to the bartender thinking he has overall control of the situation? Hey, Wild Coyote this girl? Wait, are you really interested in the Wild Coyote Ugly? I know that movie. <laughs> of course you do. And by the way, there is comic book reference inside of that movie, too. Is there? What do you mean? Of course. I thought you said you saw that movie. It's years ago. Remember when she's like, hey, I saw you having the brown paper bag. I know you're dealing with drugs. And he says, no. And he pulls out the Spider-Man 129, first appearance of Punisher. Bro, that's a big part of it. The guy she's interested in is a comic book nerd. Everybody needs to go watch Coyote Ugly to remind yourself. Ignore everything he just said right what now. What are you talking about? I'm telling <laughs> the truth. He's a damn liar. You're just mad. Uh, maybe I'm mad. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, we have U.S. Marshal Boy hunting down like, hey, um, you know this girl's like, oh, I don't know anything about her. Well, she was called from here, so uh, that means she's underage and you're serving underage people. So if you don't contact me whenever she shows up, guess what? I'm going to screw you over. By the way, he doesn't say that, which is why it makes no sense that the bartender's like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, I would literally tear that shit up and throw it away, bro. Yeah, you have no proof. Now, let's get to a great scene now. We go back. Any Clark scene this episode is just phenomenal. So, we go to the Talon. This is the cram session. This is the study session. And what is it about, bro? The Red Scare. We got a lot of thematic elements here about the color red. We are on the Red Scare in their history test. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Uh, I'm actually on board with what Clark does in this scene, which is showing up and knocking on the door where Lana then comes and answers, and he says, you know what? Screw studying. It's a beautiful night. Let's go for a drive. Go dancing. I actually hate that part. Why? Why does Clark want to dance? Because he is probably a good dancer. You think so? He knows some type of sweet dance if you live at a farm, A right? good hoedown? Yeah, he knows how to throw a good hoedown. <laughs> a ho- goddamn hootenanny. So I know for a fact the man has some moves here. There's got to be at least something to it. So with him even asking this, uh, the test isn't tomorrow. No, it's not. It's not. And I'm. that's why I'm kind of on board where... Lana, are you asking me out on a date? Yeah, she goes up to the door, right? And it's only Clark and her. So he's only talking to her. He's like, you know what? Why don't we just go out dancing? Let's go out for a drive or something. She's like, are you asking me on a date? I'm asking you to have fun. Yo, with me. <laughs> he says, I'm asking you to have fun with me. And bro, she's so about it, but she's being such a dick. Actually, she's not about it. I think she's about it. No, she is not about it whatsoever. And Clark even makes, I don't know how I feel about this one. Because I, this may be crossing a little bit of lines where I'm like, ah, it's a little bit too much. Did you know that whenever you get serious, your nose crinkles? It's, it's pretty really sexy. sexy. 
That's what he says. That's a, that's a big he, move you know that what? you're trying to make, and you it's know, because she was dissatisfied. He saw, and that's why he made that comment. And you know what's crazy is that, you know, I don't know. I feel like if he didn't use the word sexy, it would have been less awkward. I don't know. I, I actually I disagree with you. If he said that... Imagine if he said it, it's really cute. I find it really cute. Yeah. You're nah, trying, no, 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 word, no, the word has no, a different no, no, effect, dude. I like the cute versus the sexy. But he says, uh, okay, so you like cute more over yeah, sexy? Yeah, yeah, Because if I mean. you did, maybe it's just a preference thing. I don't and know. also, this that word to... just I feel like can make things awkward. What is Lana like though? Cute or sexy? Cute. Boom. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So that's what it is. It's a matter of her preference. Yes. Okay. Either way, I don't think she's into this. Because yeah. she immediately... You're res- most likely right. She immediately responds with, you know what? Chloe and Peter are waiting on us. She turns around completely confused as if she's like, what the hell like, was that? In his face, he's like, yeah, I just see uh, No, he, he uh, stared up and down on her. <laughs> he stared up and down, meaning he's doing x-ray vision already. Oh, I think so. Okay. And so, yeah, he goes in there and he's going to... Obviously, he didn't even bring his books. This man did not plan to study at all. There was no studying <laughs> whatsoever with Clark Kent. He turns around the chair and... Within five seconds, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's like already sitting down. I was like, y'all want to go to a bar? <laughs> and everyone's just like, hey, man, uh, we really need to cram for this test. I don't know about you, but we really need to. So is, is Clark actually a secret genius? Like, does he not need to study? Because even if he was acting himself, and Chloe still said that. Uh, the other uh, side of that I have to say this is Chloe is awful in this episode because Velma should have already picked up on something here. and she Velma com- should be okay with studying for a test. And, well, she usually doesn't go to class. She probably got so behind last year because she never went that they're probably like, <laughs> okay, was, Chloe, we oh, have to be able to get you Strictly only torch activity. <laughs> freshman year, she just completely blew off. So she has to get the grades up. I just think with this scene, I would expect Velma to be able to, hey, Clark, you're acting a little strange here. You turned that chair around and now you're sitting there with no books acting like you're a badass. I know you don't have to study, but what is with this macho attitude? And you know what's crazy, bro? Like, you could... A a close friend could definitely notice some type of shit. Like, even Pete already thinking, like, oh, Clark always wants to break the rules now. And he's like, oh, my treat. Like, I'm gonna go go to a bar. Dude, these are clear... When did you get the money hookup, Clark? Yeah, these are... this. Oh, (laughs) his his clapback is crazy. Since I decided there's no percentage in poverty... Oh my god. That's a shot at John. I hope you're listening. Maybe at Pete too. Wait, what? No, what? Pete was oh, able to afford just that class. Just me. Hold on. Pete was able to afford that class ring like it was nothing. Apparently they That's got their true. Yeah, they got that their is true. Yeah. What the hell? And also, remember Pete's car? We need that Ross money. Rem- somehow them being fired from the cream corn. Best factory, thing ever happened to them. It was the <laughs> and yet Pete used that against Clark, even though his parents are doing really well, where he is criticizing Clark for getting the ring. But so, not himself. Sounds like a privileged asshole thing yeah, to do, huh? Sounds like they're doing a little bit better than Brett. So basically the girls are like just weirded out because Clark keeps wanting to do shit. Yeah, so they, they go and get coffee. Yeah. They want nothing to do. They get up and get coffee. And Clark is like Pete, did you know that Chloe has a birthmark on her cheek? No, she doesn't. He's like, no, she doesn't. He's like, yeah, not that cheek. What cheek is he talking about, Joseph? Um, ass cheek, straight butt. Okay, now I do have a question for you. Because too. she's leaning over the counter and butt is facing straight at him. Is that like a comic book reference? I need somebody to look this up. Is the birthmark that, thing? It has to be something, right? Because otherwise, that was a very perverted line, a very interesting comment to make. No, dude, this is season two. Budgets up. 
we we're getting sexual. They are going through puberty, bro. They're horny. I I know, but good lord, talk about crossing the boundaries and making the comment to Pete. Good God Almighty. And also, <laughs> is Pete? Do you think a little bit bothered by this? Where he's like, this is unfair. It's like secondhand turned on. It, I think Pete is a little bit jealous. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's able to see that. Bro, the first ju- question he asked him was like, "Hey, you ever used your X-ray to girl- look in the girls' locker room?" He's like, "No, nah, I wouldn't do that." He's like, "Come on, man." He's like, well, "I did it once." But I still like Pete's response. You're not doing what I think you're doing. Hey, man, that's Chloe. Hey, man, what? Whoa, whoa, wait, you can't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's also looking at Lana too. He does oh. clarify he's looking at Lana. Oh no, no, no. Don't worry. Now he said, he's like, just Chloe you're scoping at, man. It's like, not just Chloe. And now they're both just standing together. Pete is having to snap this man out of his days. Uh, Pete also has a point if this test is half of their grade. If it's half the grade, bro, I'm going to ignore everything Clark's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm Clark, not- can you get your head out of your ass? I need to study for the yeah. test. If you don't want to study, just go home, please. We talked <laughs> please about, go home. We talked about how when he arrived with it being the test, since it was two days before the test even began, who the hell cares? You can go out to the bar. But it being half your grade, that actually does change the entire subject to where it's becoming so serious that guess what clark get the fuck out go to the bar by yourself <laughs> dude he it's just like I, I i love pete's reaction to everything clark's been doing but it's like pete's bro, he's, being, he's being real right now it's like dude shut up please leave that's the best thing you could do right now if you're and just gonna if, be staring at them i need you to get out it's like dude i'm not having fun i'm not having fun i was already not having fun cramming for this test you're making it less fun Dude, please leave. And he leaves. Clark leaves. Well, and it's also, too, where Pete's, hey, if you want to be able to have this type of fun whenever we're on the weekend, you just let me know. Because guess what? I'm all about the weekend fun. Guess what? This is a weekday. Clark seriously gets the hint, and he bails, which I'm automatically going to be assuming in this scene specifically, this is what I thought. He was going to leave to go see Jess. And somehow find her, pick her up, where then they were going to go to the bar together. That's immediately what I thought because he just keeps talking about the bar. Because you know what's crazy, too, is that she wrote the number on his hand, right? Yes, What did he do with the number? Exactly. Did he just wipe it off or something? I immediately thought he was going to go see What a player move if he just was like, whatever. Oh, wait, but remember what you were even saying. Because he doesn't make any calls out to her this episode. However, but Clark has that type of memory, remember, with numbers? He's that math genius. Oh, he is a math whiz. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that would actually give him the benefit of the doubt, meaning he would remember. I don't know. Maybe that red kryptonite makes him smarter, too. Smarter, hornier, <laughs> cooler. As if meteor, regular meteor rock wasn't horny enough. Yeah, by the way, I'd probably choose the red meteorite. I don't, I don't even care. I'd be like, you know what? Give me that class ring back. Oh, dude. Where do I, I get more com- of it? I already drew comparisons. This is you all day. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly how I would be. Yeah, if I have without the red kryptonite. (laughs) Yeah, if I have these powers, this is exactly who I would be. There is no doubt in my mind. And dude, so we open up. We're getting some pancakes being made by Martha at the Kent house, and so um, John gets hangs up on a call about the credit card company saying, "Oh, there's some crazy charges on our card from last night." Okay. All right, so this is amazing because I think that Martha and Jonathan are a little bit stupid. Why? Because if the music was blaring this loud from they the start, they would have woken up, especially if it was going on during the middle of the night. 
They look out the window and they see a satellite dish. Where the hell did that come from? And well, we open up to the barn. It has all this equipment and shit. Martha, silk? is this silk? Silk? <laughs> what? Jonathan, then, you never got me what color, silk. What color jet ski did he get? Uh, was it a red one? A red. Uh, yeah, of course it was. Red jet ski. Red canoe. What is he going to do with that? What is he going to do? That's a red kayak. What is he going to do with that red kayak? You're not going to do anything with it. Bro, you know there's a river somewhere over there. Yeah, you could walk on water. You're not going to use a kayak. You're going to run on water. Look, we got flashing of the the red lights, bro. It's so red in here. Okay, I will say this, though. I would probably buy a big screen TV and a GameCube and be playing some Madden NFL. I would probably be doing the same thing in this scene. Let me tell you something, though. How the hell was he able to buy all this shit in one night? You know why? Because it's Eddie's discount in Metropolis, Dad. Dude, I don't get it at all. How the fuck? What are you fuck? talking about? Eddie's discount to open all night. Clark specifically says it. Eddie's discount, Joseph. Look, all of the stuff made sense, but he you're telling me Eddie's discount has kayaks? It has jet skis? Just to take home? Bro, if I am Eddie and I see a 15-year-old walking into my store at 3 a.m. with daddy's credit card, I'm giving him everything. You know why? Because it's Eddie's discount. You're on meth, dude. Yeah, so is Eddie. So is all the small Yeah, and by the way, I don't know what I would do in this scene if I was Jonathan or Martha. Dude. That is so much stuff. That's like thou- That's like tens of thousands of yeah, dollars. Yeah, but Joseph, come on, man. It's on credit cards. You can just pay that stuff back later. Also, the thing is with the Kents, you're telling me their credit limit is that high, bro? He had to have overdrafted. No way. I would assume because they're on a farm. They would have to be able to buy a certain amount of like fee, things like no that. No limit. Yeah, I would buy into because they are farmers, they're having to spend a certain amount of quantity. Big facts. Okay. Yeah, come on. I grew up in Kansas. And then, of course, really he says, it's no, it's no big deal. Like, we can always pay it back. It's like, dog. Dog. <laughs> also. Pay it back with what? With the bread? He he throws the leather jacket back at him. He's like, you better take this all back right now, Clark. And this new attitude you developed. Take it back. Take it back, Clark. Well, Dad, you can talk all you want, but guess what? I'm out of here, loser. Let, let me ask this. Did he buy this bike or is it John's? This is John's bike. You think so? Yeah, for sure this is John's bike. Hey, you know what's crazy? Fun fact about this, and obviously this whole episode. Tom Welling, at the time, did not know how to ride a motorcycle. Hey, you know how I can tell that? Is the moment he takes off in the motorcycle in this scene right now. (laughs) It's not him. (laughs) Look, 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 he's taking a... Look how he takes off. Look, he almost slips. He almost slips in that scene right there. No, that's not even him, bro. That's not even him? No, they used a stunt double to ride the motorcycle. Okay, Tom Welling. He did not know how to ride a motorcycle at all. I don't care. Tom Welling, if you are listening right now... You know what you need to be able to do? Come on. This is the perfect opportunity to learn how to ride a bike. Hey, man. I can relate, Tom. Don't know how to ride a bike. It's cool. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you are shooting a scene for a TV show, you could learn how to be able to do that stuff. But it's like extra time are you and money right you gotta spend. You're insane. Whatever, dude. Who do you think you are? We need to see where Clark's going. You know where he's going. Where's Clark going? He's gonna so go he pick dr- up somebody. He drives off the bar and they're just a like hooker. So, they're so wary too. <laughs> Bro, I wouldn't even bother with a motorcycle. I would literally just run off. Yeah, by the way, you know what I would do? I would just actually grab all that stuff and I would start taking it back. Don't even bother pausing it right here. What do we need to pause here for? Because Jess is wearing another see-through shirt with her dad and the same type of pants where her dad is saying, Jess, get in the car. Don't wear that. Those clothes are awful. You got to You're drawing attention to us. And you know what? Guess who comes to be her hero? With the caddy seat, bro. 
So all I know is I got a lot of vibes here. You know what those vibes were? Greece, where I saw a pink lady getting on the back of a T-Bird's bike, and now they're about to drive off into the sunset. Cool, rider. Yeah, it's crazy because, yeah, her cool, dad's trying cool, to get her cool, to go cool, home, rider. and he picks her up on the motorcycle. And Man, I'll tell you what. Jess looks like a freak. I'll tell you that right now. Sloppy top, probably. All right, would you rather have her be obsessed with you or the uh, girl from the Hollow episode be obsessed with you? Her. Jesse. I think I'd choose the Hollow episode. You're an absolute psychopath. <laughs> oh also, let me ask you something here real quick, too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no, 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 yeah. I got something to Is ask Is it about you? school? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Let me go real quick. Let me go real quick. So you're telling me. So you're telling me. So we have Clark pull up to school with Jess on the back of the bike and shit. On the sidewalk, Joseph. On the sidewalk, <laughs> making everyone move on the sidewalk. And all the friends are like, what the hell is happening right now? Uh, it's rubbing a lot of things in a lot of people's faces is what he's trying to do. And also with this scene, what I wanted to ask you, are they looking at Clark Kent like, oh my God, you're so cool? Or are they looking at him like... Hey, jackass, you're driving on the sidewalk. <laughs> what the hell is the matter with you? Do you know what the rules are? Like, what the I think hell, it's mostly 80-20 on that. 80's like, oh, wow, Clark's hot. Like, 20% is like, what the hell? Everyone's like, look at this moron. <laughs> this is the sidewalk. They're not even a sign. They're like, hey, jackass, please remove yourself from the like, sidewalk. Everyone is staring at him like he's a dumbass. That's <laughs> And I love this, too, because all his friends are the ones, obviously, part of the 20%. Like, what the hell? Who is that? Like, what is he doing? And then, you know, what's funny is, like, Jess like, oh, thanks for the ride, Clark. And Clark's just, like, messing with his own. Like, yeah, anytime. Yeah, you know what he was doing? He was looking at his home. He's like, she better not have left any of her hair on it. <laughs> Did she spit on it? Damn God. it. I just got this helmet last night at Eddie's discount. Dude, and you're telling me right now they're not going to tow this bike away, bro. They're not going to tow this bike away? Nobody parks in this parking lot, Joseph. Can you not see? There is no other I'm pretty sure he parked in Handicap. Hey, uh, what I love, though, is the response of, hey, uh, what's going on with you and Jess? I just gave her a ride to school. Uh, if, if he, what, what does he say? It's like, I'll save you the return trip if you uh, ride with me. Yeah, I'll save you the... Re- don't worry. I'll save you the return trip if you'd like. Uh, Lana, once again, is caught off guard. And Pete, Pete like, hell it. yeah! Pete is beating it. He is like, you know what? Pete what are you going to say, Lana? He loves it, bro. What? He, I'm telling you, he's like in love with Clark right now. He's looking at Lana in this scene, and he is like, man, what are you going to say? It's like, and no. She, and she is What you like, about to say to Clark? Bell rings. I got to go to class. Lana, he is laying it out there. What's going on here? Why aren't we taking advantage? You know who took that pretty well? Chloe. Usually she'd be kind of upset. Chloe is on drugs this episode. <laughs> I don't know what she is doing at all. She got into Clark's stash. She is just in her own realm. But it's certainly not in this episode. Yeah, it's weird. And so, like, even Lana's like, you know what? I'll just catch up with you later. She is not liking Clark at all right no. now. And Pete, you know what? When did Clark Kent become such a chick magnet? What's wrong with this picture? Oh, my God. Joseph, can you please describe the next? Wow, like, guess who pulls up to Clark? At school in the red pickup, we got John. He said, hey, you need to get in the car. I'm not going to go, And then Clark says, give me one good reason why I should. He's like, because I'm your father, and I just said get in the car, man. And he's like, you weren't my father. You never were. And what does he do? Bro, super push on the car. All right, so I'm going to tell you this. Hey, apparently it's confirmed. John Schneider did his own stunt for this. Man, so he did his own stunt, but Tom Welling couldn't drive his own motorcycle? (laughs) Are you throwing shots right now? Bro, he literally 
pushed his dad into the truck and dented it. Bro, you know John's about to beat some ass when he's off that red kryptonite, dog. Oh my god, I got that belt waiting for you. Hey Clark, you remember all that you did when you were on red kryptonite? Because I do. Alright, so I'm going to actually say this to you, and I don't care what the audience, and I don't care what you even say to me. Oh, you care. I think Jonathan exaggerated that push. I think he completely exaggerated that push where Clark even looks at him and is like, Dad, that wasn't even that hard. You're a crazy and piece Jonathan of shit. And Jonathan is like looking at him like, oh my God, I'm so hurt right now, Clark. Don't you care about me? It was like a setup trap is what Jonathan was trying to lay for him. I think him. you're really reaching right All now. All right, you think I'm reaching? Just wait till the next scene. Just wait till the next scene and then I got you. During this commercial break, I'm going to have- Why? When they're showing his injury? What injury? The injury. The he, doesn't mark, have a, he has a red mark. He doesn't have a red mark. Yes, he does. They put peas on it. Frozen peas. Yeah, you know what? They put nothing on it. You know what that red mark was from? The frozen peas on his back. That's it was false. like a freezer burn. Nah. That's what that was. Nah, that had bro. nothing to do with any type of nah, injury. Bro, I won't let you get away with this, dog. If it was a real injury where Clark threw him in the truck that hard, he would have some type of bruise. But you know what Jonathan has? Nothing. Because he, has he scrapes. Yeah, he flung himself into that car. Nah. <laughs> Like a pouty child. Yeah, I'm not letting this down. That was such an over-exaggeration from Jonathan. You're a piece of shit. Dude. Yeah, so is Jonathan, if you can't tell. <laughs> I, nah, bet you, you, I bet you wanted to do I like an insurance you, claim. I crying, bro. Who? Wait, wait. Well, yeah, who? Who are you, who? bro? When am I crying? Wait, am I Clark? No, you're going to cry because you're John, bro. Okay, this is the scene now that we are coming up Look to. at that mark right there, bro. He. Okay, okay, I'm... I'm There's a mark on his side and his back. It looks like a cat got him. It um, looks like that a cat scratched him. That's what it looks like, Joseph. You're trying to tell me. No, that it that doesn't. All right, I'm not going to do this. That's not what a I'm also looks gonna, like from a cat. Now, let me throw this out to you as well. The man works on a farm, right? Couldn't you get that injury from anywhere, such as doing farm labor, which is what he's supposed to Are do? Are trying to say his body should be hardened and not have a scratch? I'm saying his body should look like Batman if he was a true farmer. I mean, he looked pretty good for a farmer, bro. Uh, I'm si- no. You no, gotta no. remember, he's older and he drinks a lot of beer. God, this scene was only so that we could see Jonathan with this shirt off. I even put in my notes, "Ew, get it off." They're like, they're like, John, how do you feel about you being shirtless today? Oh, do I have to fling myself into a truck and act like my son hurt me? Yes. <laughs> and then I'm in. <laughs> So I love the frozen peas on it. So of course they're discussing. I hate Mar- this scene. Martha hate and John it. are just discussing like, yeah, teenage rebellion. It's really honestly, we didn't really need this at all. You know what? But maybe it's something that's happening, John. Maybe it's something where it's a new ability or something that affected yeah, him. Yeah, you Who think knows? this part of his development? I love this part. He's like, well, you know, Pete. You know, we could maybe ask for his help on this. And John's like. <sighs> I don't want to ask Pete. You know why? It's, I hate Pete. It's because before that, Jonathan is like, you know what, Martha? That can't be it. These feelings have been bullying inside. Clark just hates us. <laughs> Clark just thinks we are the worst. You know why? You know why Jonathan is doing this right now? It's because Jonathan still feels like an asshole for being the one that wanted to drop Clark off at the hospital <laughs> once he showed that he had abilities. And Martha was the one that said, oh, no, we can't do it. So Jonathan still holds that regret where Jonathan is then using this moment to then say, no, Martha, these feelings are there. He truly doesn't love us. <laughs> Jonathan, I am so pissed it's off. It's like he's looking I, for that reason. 
is the he's like yes, looking for it. Yes. This episode, he's feeding. That's why I say he flung himself into that truck, and I'm standing by it. Damn it. Nah, man. You you got John all wrong, dude. No, see, no Jonathan Clark loves you. Because Martha is the best this episode, which is what we were talking about. Because for once, Martha's like, Jonathan, shut up. You're a moron. Dude, Martha's so hot in the first Martha's, couple seasons. Martha's great right now, dude. I'd be all about it. Nicodemus me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need no flower for her, bro. Get upstairs. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you what John should have been doing. Okay. So this is... Oh, man. All right. This is probably top five... Moments uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. So far. Scenes of Smallville history. Because number one is obviously the the movie Date Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, Friendship Date, whatever you want to call it. I don't think I've ever seen something that really had me just... A jaw drop. Were you Lana in this situation? Were you just so <laughs> yeah. giddy and stunned? I, yeah, I needed a coffee tray. So we come, something. we come to the Talon, right? And Lana's already looking and sees that Clark's coming in with the leather jacket. He's like, oh shit, it's Clark. Because he's been acting weird all day. And so Clark's like, well, Lana, I came to talk to you. I just felt like, you know, I noticed you were kind of jealous with me and Jesse earlier. And she's like, Clark, you can, that's so ridiculous. You can hang out with whoever you want. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was happy you were jealous. Lana is once again thrown off and she is like, what the hell is going on with you? What I love more than anything is, don't worry, Lana, I've decided to tell you the truth. Okay, about everything? Yeah, Yeah. she was like already like, oh, this better be about the tornado, bro. Yeah, try me. Tell me what you want to know. Okay, well, tell me about the twisters. Ask me anything (laughs) but that. (laughs) Dude, that's exactly what he did. He literally does like so. Explain the twisters, uh, starters. How about you explain that? And he's like, ah, we'll get there. <laughs> like, what what kind that? of shit? You just said ask me everything. <laughs> I'll tell you it all. You know what? Not that. Yo, 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 hey, yo, pass, pass. Next question. Next question. Yo, I was really lying, Lana. This is where Lana to me. Even though I love this scene, Clark turns in to the classic douchebag of you know what. Let's not talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we're talking about more important things like... Um, the feelings we have. Like, uh, I've had feelings for you for a long time, girl. And I know you've had feelings for me, too. So how about me and you go out sometime? Lana <laughs> So I think we should stop pretending. She is so... She's like... She is, is just... She can't contain herself, bro. She has no idea what to say, what to think. She's like, is this the new Clark Kent? And is she attracted to it is what I want to ask you. Yes. Does she like this? Yes. She wants this over the farm boy Clark Kent. Think about it. No. So what you're saying... Hold on, hold on. Let me... Let me kind of... Let me just rephrase here. I have to rephrase for our audience. So what you're trying to tell me is that what I have to do is get a leather jacket and a motorcycle and act like a douchebag, and I can get her boom, but... I don't think I'm going to hold on, but I'm going to lose her because eventually we're going to get tired because it's all about just that initial attraction. That's right. But I'm going to get her immediately. Hold on. But if I do it the nice guy way, then I become the brother for two <laughs> and a half years to four years to however long I have to play this. But in the end, I'm going to end up with her. What's the better scenario here? Long term. Oh, my God. Farm boy. Look, know. look. It's By also, the way, I am so leather jacket. It's, it's a lot with the tones here, too, because this is going to have a lot to do with lust. Like, because red is obviously devilish color, the theme there, and it's a lot to do with lust. And now, God, I love that move right there. Oh. She keeps trying to take the coffee, because obviously she has a job to do. Clark's over here preventing her from doing her job. But, like, she keeps keep walking away. He's like, 
uh, well, you know what? Yeah, we'll talk about it. I guess we'll talk about this later, but whatever. But my question go, is... And she, he just takes the tray out of her hand. Do you like, like him? Duh. And... Oh, my Lord. And they go at it like I've never bro, seen before. This is what I call we a talk, kiss. We, we're waiting for the kiss that we're expecting later this season. But, dude... This is what I want. This is a lust kiss. Oh, my Lord. This am is, I all about this it? This is the shit like, oh, shit. I just found out I'm still a virgin. We need to fix that right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you just bite my lower lip? Whitney and, never kissed me like you that. you know why she's so into it, too? First thing she asked after the kiss. What about Jesse, Clark? What about Jesse? Ah, uh, Jesse sucks. So this is what I have to go back to. And this is why I don't agree with Jonathan's theory. So you're trying to tell me that, would you compare this to the Nicodemus fire, that this is like his inner urges? That this is what he really wants? Or would you say this is no, a rock that is changing his entire personality, where this is not him? Well, see, the thing is, I know the official confirmed things of the show when it comes to what the red kryptonite does, it does bring out technically a different personality, but it also is affecting him emotionally to where there's no inhibitions, there's no filter. So he truly is acting on his thoughts, like just really his true inner feelings. But I disagree. And it's only because of the Jess. He would never, ever want Jess. That's true. Every, every, everything else that he does... I'm with you. Everything else in this entire episode, he would be all about. But, but this, the goes jazz. In, this goes into the personality thing, I think, because technically this is Cal. This is Cal-El. This is the Kryptonian, like, no filter side, godlike mentality. Like, omnipotence to it, almost. You know? So, so this is Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. That's Omni what this man. is. Yeah, that's exactly. Omni Man, but on a slightly less violent scale. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Red Kryptonite Clark, though, would be that violent. And what does he say to her? And she's just totally flustered. I'm going to pick you up at eight. I'll pick you up at eight, Lana. See you later. And you better be ready. Bro, that kiss. She. Look, I left in my nose, bro. Lana was left soaked. Soaked. Um, She immediately said, I'll be ready. Hi. Back at Smallville High, we're finally. And we're looking at a, a rock. And Chloe's looking at a rock on the torch. So Chloe, I guess, has a little bit of use in this episode, <laughs> even though she doesn't even realize anything, because Pete is then running into the torch's office saying, Chloe, we have a problem. Clark is acting abnormal. Chloe's response is, huh? Really? What do you mean? Yeah, wait, what? I wasn't, you know, questioning his actions all, you know, earlier at all. He's different than his normal Clark self. What are you talking about, Chloe? Where have you been the entire episode? This is what I mean. Does Velma have her head up her ass? I love I love the usefulness comment because it's just like, oh, so this is what you've been doing. Literally since we heard you this first uh, first part of the episode is you're looking up about the fake ruby in the ring. So come to find out, she actually did research and the rock is actually red meteor rock in the rings the class rings um because who cares about clark whenever we have chloe's story that needs to be produced inside of the torch <laughs> that's all we care about here not our friend who certainly does not seem like himself but at least with some type of conclusion we have velma explaining where the problem is and the problem seems to be in those rings where pete this is why pete is the hero of the episode realizes Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and he's he, like, yeah, he, and I love it because yes. I love because obviously Chloe being Velma and all, but Pete obviously being able to catch it 
Because he's now useful in the sense he knows Clark's secret. So he's like, oh, shit. Wait. If the green affects him. Did you just say that he wasn't useful before knowing who Clark Kent was? That's right. So he was only useful now because he knows Clark Kent's secret. Please tell me a useful thing he did last season. Um, he w- Oh, nope. I got it. He was running as his campaign manager for uh, class president. Boom. Was that useful? Yeah. He, he wouldn't have been able to do it. He yeah, lost. He had a chance because <laughs> of Pete. He lost. Pete was a hell of a manager. Even though. Pete was mad because he blamed himself for the loss. That's a good campaign manager. That is useful. That's taking the blame on you, as, not your own candidate. As everyone can tell, Taylor is very biased when it comes to Pete because he can relate to him so well. That's not true. That's not true at all. Maybe the cream corn factory part, being paid in bread part, but so, that's it. And so, yeah, so obviously he now runs to the Kent house and saying, look, you know what? Actually, let's get back to the whole Chloe thing of what she revealed. She revealed that the school was <laughs> provided a scam on the class rings and are charging them, you know, $350 claiming their ruby, but yet it's fake rock, literally just rock. Yeah, but they found the rock at Hobbs Pond. And <laughs> oh, that's where you jump up that price. <laughs> because the meteor rocks, I thought they're supposed to be green. Not at Hobbs Pond. <laughs> at Hobbs Pond, they're red. Yeah. Did you know that? So that's actually think about that. A sophomore actually exposing that shit at a high school. That's pretty nuts because parents are about to be livid because they probably obviously paid for that shit. And obviously the school looks dumb as hell. Hey, Joseph, where did Chloe get that big of a red rock? Hobbs Pond. If it was that type of rarity, though, of that rock, and we've already seen people study kryptonite rocks beforehand with our villains. Shout out Dr. Hamilton. R.I.P. R.I.P. But wouldn't there be less of these rocks? Wouldn't that mean that scientists would want these rocks to study them a little bit more? Meaning she couldn't find a gigantic rock of this (laughs) type of kryptonite? (sighs) It's tough to say. It's a big-ass rock, and (laughs) Pete even takes it and then shows the damn kids. It's funny. He literally just steals it from Chloe. So, yeah, he shows them. And Martha's obviously putting it together, too. Well, if green affects him physically, maybe this one's emotionally. Jonathan, you know what? Maybe. I'm not quite sure still because I still think that's who Clark really is, is the person that we're all seeing right now. I hate Jonathan so much. <laughs> and, of course, it's like, dude, we got to figure out a way. And, bro, aren't they so happy now that Pete intervened because John was like, oh, I don't want to get Pete. He's not going to be helpful because he's useless. But now he's not. Yeah. And you know what? I will say at least this. This does help Clark in so many different ways now that he has a friend that he's able to trust. Where at least... It's backup, bro. And I think it's just a full circle beneficial for everybody because Pete finally has his best friend back. I think that's what we need to really focus on too here is that Clark was always avoiding him hanging out with Lex, hanging out with Lana, but Chloe doesn't even <laughs> seem to know Clark these days. So I would assume <laughs> that Clark is now just spinning and hanging his entire time around Pete. Yeah. So Pete has his friend. Mm-hmm. Clark has somebody to share a secret with. Win-win. You know who else wins? Lex, because he gets to give away his Ferrari. Oh, my God, bro. This is Lex's best scene in this episode is, of course, Clark walking in, unannounced, of course, 
And he's like, wow, what's going on here? Whoa, he's dressed up like Neo right now. Well, no, no, no. I actually disagree because the coat is nice where Lexi immediately turns around and notices Clark is looking a little bit different here. And you would think it's because of the all black, it's the Neo reference. But he even tells him, what is it? Uh, how, how much is it? It's a $2,000 coat. He goes, when did that come with the backbone? And that has to mean that Lex has one too. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's a type of coat that Lex is wearing where he turns around going, did you steal that from me? What? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, I just wanted to borrow your red Ferrari if I could, you know. Um, I will say this. If it was any other girl besides Lana, would Lex allow him to be able to use the Ferrari? <sighs> because he immediately says, oh, this must be finally the girl of your dreams. This is finally Lana that you're able to take out. The Ferrari it's why do you need that? She doesn't seem like a girl that needs to impress. See, that's the thing. He was hesitant on when he said Lana. So if anything, it would have to be anyone else but Lana, and he would let him immediately use it. Disagree. What? Disagree entirely. No way. Dude. He, he even says because no. it's like, no, nah, you don't need the Ferrari for Lana. But of no. course, of course, Clark just makes a convincing argument there. Lex is only using that in order to say, hey, I don't want a 15-year-old driving my Ferrari. <laughs> That's the only reason why he is telling him that right now. But the real reason is because he gives in. All right, he's taking out Lana. This is finally his time because it's just like what Lex told him. You finally have to make that move, and he's making that move. Hmm. Maybe so. I love what Lex says here, though. He's like, you know, it's a very delicate and expensive piece of machinery. He's like, well, you know. It's not like it's not like I'm gonna drive it off a bridge there. And what, what, where did you even get that? What type of attitude? Like, who the hell do you I think love you are? Clark's response, dude, it's so awesome. He's like, I'm not gonna go drive it off a bridge. <laughs> and you know what? Lex immediately. <laughs> He looks at him, too. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know if he expected him to say that. I don't know if he's offended by that, where now he feels bad by that. Mm -hmm. I'm thrown off by Lex's reaction and Clark saying that. Dude, I think it's just like, it's like right up Lex's alley of that, I need that friendly jab there, like, on that level. It's like, yeah, maybe we can joke around about that now, you know? So Lex is only uh, responding to people that are complete assholes to him. Yeah. Okay. Because like he's an asshole to everyone. That's true. <laughs> Okay, so I and the I next, hate this place. No, 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 no. I I, I have this. I love this. I love this so much because once again, I have another serious question for you. On the next scene, obviously <laughs> Lex was able to give Clark the keys to his Ferrari. We see Clark driving away, going off the hill, dude. Where him and Lana <laughs> are then showing up at a bar. And Joseph, my question to you is, what is worse, the showing of a magic trick on a date? Or wearing a tank top on a date. I want to know which one would be worse. Bro, tank top all it's worse. day. You'd rather the magic trick. Yes. Yes. 100%. You should not be wearing that seriously unless you are at the gym, bro. I'm sorry. He, unless it's a costume party or the gym. He pulls it off so well, though. It's so weird. And I hate it so much, but Tom, good job, man. He only wanted to go to this bar with Lana, who is clearly uncomfortable. Notice the hints of red everywhere. So that he could then show her off where guys are immediately staring at a 15-year-old girl. And he <laughs> says, hey, what are you staring at? This is my 15-year-old piece. <laughs> you get your own. Okay, but Clark seriously only came here so that he could fight somebody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
he wanted to fight someone off top. The, and Lana even all- notices, like, this is not us. Can we just leave? But this is also what I mean, though, that this is not Clark. This is not inner emotions. Because you're trying to tell me that Clark would then look at Lana and be like, hey, you want to go get a beer? What? Why? When, when do you when- drink? When do you... I'm scared. Also, <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, beer would not affect Superman, so there's no point for him That's to get a beer. That's true. That's, but he doesn't know that. Are you sure about that? He He's thrown a party that. at his house before. Remember, he, he, had drink. A, he had to clean up that backed puke. up toilet. And the puke. Yeah, it's true. And the puke. Lex's girlfriend caused it all. And it's crazy because Lana actually said yes to this date. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I will at least say this, which is why I'm so disappointed and embarrassed and hurt all in this scene because I finally got my emotional big kiss. And now I have Clark ruin it even worse than a magic trick in a limo. Where Clark is like, hey, I'm going to go grab a beer. Lana says, no, I don't want to do that. Let's go somewhere to talk. Well, Clark says, guess what? I want to go dance then if you don't want a beer. I don't want to do that, (laughs) Clark. You know what, Clark? I'll take that dance. And who comes? Wearing a red dress. By the way, Jesse looked good. Yo. I agree. I agree, bro. All right. I'm, and I wrote down in my notes, I hate this scene so much because, Lana, I need you to have self-respect for yourself. <laughs> Dude, I need she, you to walk. She I, takes the beating, bro. She, Clark, and she just said, Clark, can we just go? And Clark's like, she just roasted you, bro. You're dead to me. He immediately <laughs> You're said, dead to me. Lana, I'll be right back. Going to dance with Jess to a slow dance song. Like, after literally, the- about, like, look like they're about to kiss, bro. It's, it's intense. Also, bro. Uh, intimate. this club would never play that type of song. Oh my they just God. went Lots from, of things wrong. They just place. went from screaming rock and roll to slow dance sensual R and B. They let not one, not two, but three 15 year old children in this bar. Yeah, but guys are checking them out, so it's okay. It's pretty dope, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's across dope. the county line, not really in Smallville. Can we just talk about what Jesse said to Lana in the first place? Hey, so Lana checked out the talent. That's why I decided to come here. <laughs> Um, was that a, was that a shot? Was like, and what are you trying to say? Very cringe insult. Yeah, because my place isn't trash, Jess. <laughs> like you, obviously, you would want to be here with that bartender that's now staring at you, saying, "Oh, I recognize her from across the place." This bartender would be serving drinks if it's this packed at this place. That's right. Yeah, that's he true. would not be paying attention to a photograph. <laughs> Oh, man, they're really enjoying that dance, huh? Well, Clark, you know what? You just need a bad girl to show you what a big world She said anyone is. in mind. And, bro, she, she they're literally Lana about to Lee. kiss in front of Lana, Lana bro. Lana, get the Why hell out. Looking, Why bro? are you looking? Why, Why are you there? there? He is dancing with her. Leave. She should have is- left when he ditched her to go just dance by you himself. You know what she should have done? She should have grabbed a beer and then thrown it in his face right now, right before he kissed her. That's what I would have done. Or Lana, went, going, do or it. went to go flirt with those guys. Yeah, definitely that bigger guy. Ooh, and she said, I'm leaving. Lana, we just got here. Go get us some drinks. <laughs> what? <laughs> he ends her at 20 where Lana's even like, what is going on? What is even happening to you? Uh, uh, what, are you what are you talking about? Isn't this what you want? Is he trying to have both girls? Yes. Is, that's what, is that what he's Menage trying? Trois. He is trying to take both of them right now and say, I can pull this off. Yo, there's enough of me. <laughs> Come on. 
would share. <laughs> Did you see how fast I am? Lana, stop being a bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? Take this 20. Dude, we're trying to have a good time here. Too good of a time where now we have the individuals that were checking out the 15-year-old coming up <laughs> and wanting to stand up for her saying, listen, is there a problem? I think the lady doesn't want you around. Okay, Clark pedophile. Is, Clark is ready for it. Pedophile. Grabs them, throws them behind, laughing. This is what Taylor would be doing, by the way, because these guys deserve every bit of this. Jesse's so turned on right now. The bartender sees the 15-year-old kid. And decides to grab the baseball bat and says, you know what? I'm about to whoop some ass. Yo, that 15-year-old about to get dropped. <laughs> I'm about to so beat So you're telling him. me no one sees him use his heat vision, huh? That's exactly what I was yeah, talking yeah. about with the heat so vision So no episode. one's able to see Clark use heat vision on this baseball bat. And it just lights on fire. And, of course, the bartender, not freaking out and stopping. He's not going to stop. He goes and drops the bat and reach, goes and throws a punch at Clark. Yeah, where Clark immediately grabs the throat, pulls him on the ground, so you know what else is that another guy sees a 15-year-old kid and says, I need a stool, and then grabs that stool to then slam it on the back of a kid. Let me tell you something, Taylor, and this is just like if this happened in real life. If someone caught a grown man's punch with their bare hand, full strength, like it was nothing, and just made them kneel with one arm— you're not out. You're not even. You're gonna stop attempting to fight that person. Yeah, and if I'm in the audience, I'm probably just, not even gonna try. I just saw him toss two grown people, one arm each, on different tables. Um, can anybody I, else? Can I also say so? Troy copied Smallville. That's right. That's it. That's right. <laughs> Wait, no. I think Troy came out right before this. No, 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 no way. No way, because this has to be with next season, 2003. Was was Troy 03 or 04? No, Troy has to be, I thought, like 2008. There's no way. I'm so right about this. Brad Pitt. Is there no one Troy is definitely not 2008. There's no way it's 2002 or 3. There's no way it's that early. And by the way. 2004, bro. Okay, so it copied Smallville. Damn. Yeah. Season two would have been before. Is there no one else? Is there no one else? (laughs) This is why no one will remember your name. God, so this (laughs) is what they based him off of. Achilles was based off of Red Kryptonite Clark Kent. Kal-El, dude. That's, oh, it all makes sense. Kal-El. So the girl he kidnaps was his Lana Lang. Now I understand what Troy was really about. It was a metaphor. Clark having the serious balls in this episode, dude. I'm loving. I this is what I want my Superman. You know what's crazy? Like. Even though he does all this shit, man, it seems so. Like I'm telling you, Tom was having a fun time with this part. You mean like, he, he? It seems very. Natural you mean his improv? <laughs> you mean his natural scenes that he was like, doing? I could, dude. It's just because there's. I, I, I'm telling you, bro. In the future, more more episodes to come. Of course, Clark being like this, man, it just gets better and better. Like you love it. Every every scene, I love him acting as a villain, man. It works. It works. Yeah, that's because, Tomo, and if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but you need to be a villain somewhere. You need to somehow be introduced in the DC Universe as a villain because mm. everybody would go immediately first day to see it. It'd you're perfect. Oh, dude, you know they'd be going nuts for Tom, bro. they go nuts for Michael Rosenbaum. I go nuts for Rosenbaum. Now, get this, man. So we go to the Kent farm, and Clark is in the full suit. Full expensive suit, sunglasses, 
got the Ferrari out front, packing his bags, because he's telling his parents, yo, mom, dad, I'm out, Superman bouncing, like, okay, so, did Clark, Clark did not get that at Eddie's discount for that suit, (laughs) so my main question, he's stealing, bro, (laughs) no, 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 what I think is that Jonathan is so dumb that Jonathan decided to not cancel his credit cards by this point, and Clark is still spending money on that same exact credit card. I think Jonathan is not understanding what he is supposed to do right now because what he thinks is going to work is to tell Clark, you know what, we figured it out. It's that ring. Take it off. It's that red little rock that's inside of there that's changing you. And this is why it reminds me of you, because this would so be what some dumb shit you'd say is like, wait, take it off. Man, I should have put it on sooner. Yeah, now I am who I should be. <laughs> that's exactly what this is about. And dude, I love this Clark. He's like, dude, I can make billions, bro. You've been hiding me from everybody, but now I'm going to be able to be who I want to be. I'm going to Metropolis. And by the way, Clark's right. He's got a Ferrari. He no, has no, no. powers. No, he's, he's he making has suit. He's making solid points. Bro. He's got he moves. Has, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with the man. When I hear him, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, that's a convincing argument." And then he speeds off, leaving the desk. And this is also why I'm gonna have to mention this one more time. I am sorry, but this is why I don't believe that it's really him. He ain't even looking at Martha. He's not looking at mom. He's not even saying, "Mom, I'm sorry." He doesn't give a damn. And for me. I know how Martha is. I know how Clark is. He would be caring about mom, regardless of any type of red kryptonite, if it was really Dude, him. obviously Kryptonians are sexist. What? Yeah. No, they're not. He that's respects that's his, Lana. That's his natural, that's his natural, uh, crypt- respects <laughs> Lana, bro? Are you kidding me? I have to pause right now. He didn't did you just ki- see what he did? He didn't kiss the girl s- in front of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he was defending her honor he against the pedophile. He didn't imply a, uh, a tri-relationship. Tri-ship? A tri-relationship? Tri-wizard tournament? Tri- <laughs> yeah, anyway, so Clark goes to the mansion unannounced once again. Lex Mansion. Can we can we rewind just just one time? Yeah. One little click yeah, 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 over. Yeah, you got to rewind here? All just right, one little re- click over. All right. Just one little click over. Let me do dude. this here. All right. When he walks in. What is this thing on top of the door ceiling? The door seal. Okay. No, no, no. I know what that is. That's stock exchange. He actually has that up there? Yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor would have that. That's the first time that we have seen that to your point, though, of the kind of the messages going across. Or is that because of Lionel? Because he was making a lot of modifications. No, no, that could be it, too. Yes. But that's exactly what that's for. Even though he can't see. Is that why it looks like it's in Braille? (laughs) (laughs) He's reaching up there. Oh, Oh, Dow's down. Dow's down. (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Like, oh, Lionel, it doesn't work like that. Lionel, that's not even the meter. That's That's not even the screen. What are you even doing? You're reading the the stone. Uh, So Clark, though, shows up to Lex and says, hey, I'm going to be needing the Ferrari for a little bit longer, so I'll be taking it. He just decides to lay on the couch as if he was going to a therapist. I left home. <laughs> well, what happened? Lex is, seems very confused about who this person is, but then he decides to be Lex Luthor and feeds into this in <laughs> order to get what he wants. Lex, you disappointed me. What do you mean, dude? This is so Lex. But it's also where Lex sort of once again realized when he says, who needs Lana? I have a new girl. Her name is Jess. Who is Jess, Clark? 
who the hell is this girl? I've never seen her, never met her. Seems a little quick. Yeah. Yeah. She's mine. So we're about to leave town. But you know what? Lex kind of gets turned on here, dude. He is loving what Clark is spilling. Because Clark is saying, Lex, you don't even know what I can do. And whenever the world finds out what I can do, everyone's going to be going crazy for me. <laughs> and Lex says, oh, yeah? Why don't you fill me in? This <laughs> yeah, is what- fill me. Okay, what? No! <laughs> and this is what I mean by Lex, not the fill me part. But this is what I mean by Lex turns into the villain, where clearly this is Clark not being himself. And so what does Lex do? Exploits not- it, bro. Exactly. He doesn't be a friend. Instead, he's the villain. Yeah. So why is Clark friends with him? This is what he did where he stabbed him in the back with what we were talking about with hiding of the Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, you're completely right. But, I mean, he's the villain, bro. That's his destiny. Clark should at least realize by season two, Clark, uh, Lex you is no good. saw Cassandra's vision, bro. Yeah, but that was different. Oh, yeah, that was, that was so different because Cassandra was a crazy old lady, so she doesn't <laughs> okay. know anything. And I love Lex. He's like, you know, maybe you're right to get away from your folks. I'm trying to get away from mine. Man. Lex, you allowed him to move into your home. What are you talking about? This is not the same thing. If my father wants the mansion so much, he can have it. How about me and you, Clark? Hey, Clark Kent and Le- uh, Lex Luthor. Sounds nice. They are in love with each other right now. Yeah, that's okay. If I really saw a season of Lex Luthor and Red Kryptonite Clark Kent sharing a penthouse in Metropolis for an entire season. Oh, um, it, Dude, it would Clark be Clark and Lex Adventures? The ad, exactly. The <laughs> Adventures of Lex and Clark. Dude. I would live for that season. It's so great. And by the way, I want it to be TVMA. Lex would be nuts, dude. I would be all about He'd that. He'd be nuts because Clark is just feeding that shit. Whoever is listening, if you can make this happen, please do it. Dude, it'd be nuts. Uh, so we after that, uh, we come to the Talon, and of course, Chloe's just, I guess, what, getting updates with Lana about the date? Well, it's Chloe then having Because apparently rubbing... they're best friends. No, no, no. Uh, Joseph, this is a scene where Chloe is rubbing it in her face. <laughs> oh, so I heard you went out on a date with Clark. How did it go? I heard it from a source. Uh, apparently, that source probably would have told you it didn't go well, right? <laughs> Chloe, kind of a dick again right here. Once again, I don't know where her mind is in this episode, but it's not on where it needs to be. She's on a weird streak right now. I don't get what it is with season two, bro. But don't worry. We have the 75-year-old U.S. Marshal in the back saying, hey, give me a refill right now, waitress. Hey, woman. Who even does that? Where then he's screaming on his telephone, is spilling every type of beans that he can. That license plate, yeah, I know who that is. But we get an update that he found the address of where they're living. So he's going to go find out. Oh, no, he gets Lex's address. Yeah, he gets Lex's address. That's right, he goes to Lex's address. Now, we cut to the barn. We have Pete in there. Kind of pacing. Why is he pacing, Taylor? He seems very... uh, He's in a very difficult situation because... He is knowing that him and Jonathan have a plan where he's going to have to do anything where Jonathan is not because Jonathan is worthless while Pete is going to have to save Clark himself. So he's nervous while Jonathan says, don't worry, I'll be watching the Sharks game. <laughs> hey, Pete, just stay in here. I'll be over there. Just uh, keep just keep lookout. Let me you can call me, maybe yell. And now we have our unannounced with Lex coming into play. That's right. Pete immediately says, Oh, I don't like me a Luther. <laughs> yeah, immediately leaves. Um, 
And Lex, of course, dude, already John. Lex, oh, I don't want to be rude, man, but I can will. you get out? Okay. Can you leave? I'm, I'm sorry, and I know how much, once again, how much shit I talk about Jonathan. I agree with him. All right, we already figured out what's going on with Clark. I don't need you to come in right now to start <laughs> spilling about how Clark is acting weird. We've already discussed this. We Pete, know he's acting weird. Pete God. and I have a plan. Just get out of my house right now. I've already sent Pete. But Lex tells him, he's like, well, why is he hiding out of my mansion then? It's like he's kind of my business. Um, Pete, go. <laughs> so we go to, of course, back to the mansion. Oh, yes. And man, do I love this scene with him and Lionel. Clark is toying with Lionel. Lionel walks in and Clark takes his glasses off. And do you know this is actually their first interaction? Really? This is their first on scene uh, or together on scene. Well, it would make sense considering where Clark then tells him who he is. And he's like, Martha and Jonathan's boy. Yeah. He would never be able to act like that. Mm-hmm. I, I know them as good people. Yeah, because Clark is already mouthing off to him like, dude... I know what you're about. You suck. You're the worst father You need to ever. leave. I know Lex is too nice to do it, but I'm not. Get out of his house. Yeah. It's time for you to go back to where you came from. I hear they have a spare bedroom. I know they could use the cash at the hotel. Uh, okay. So when it comes to Lionel in this scene, he is was, he blind? Is he blind? Is he blind in this scene? I love that question. It's, it's ominous. No, no, no. I love that question. Do you? Because you'll get an answer later. Oh, I know I'm going to get my answer later <laughs> on, but I'm asking for this scene. Is he blind? I'm asking you. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. He's blind. I don't, I don't He's blind so. for this day. You know who comes in, though? The U.S. Marshal. You know what he starts doing? Flashing a gun saying, guess what, 15-year-old boy? Well, you know what was cool? I got this. You know what was good? <laughs> Just the cocking thing again, bro. <laughs> no, you know what I loved about that, though, with Lionel, he respected Clark. He's like, you know, you got to learn a, a lot a lot to learn about strategy and tactic, but you speak your mind. That's good. That's good. So you're trying to tell me that Lionel respects him for saying, listen, you old bitch, get out of this house. Nobody wants to deal with your crippledness and your blindness. Man, I just love when he cocks that gun and Clark's like, he just giggles like, you think that's going to hurt me? He immediately takes it. He, he says, immediately takes okay, it. Okay, hold on. Lionel moved. What do you mean? Lionel moved his head. Well, go Wait, go back. That's what I'm saying. Lionel just moved one. his head in this scene where it's truly the second that Clark grabs the gun, switches it around, the guy says, how did you do that? Lionel immediately is confused himself. Boom. What what are you talking about? That was just like he doesn't know what's happening in front of him. What the You know hell why? Because he is about? able to see. And he is confused on how Clark Dude, got there so quickly. That is his reaction to the noises on his left and right what, side. What is he daredevil now? He can't hear that well. Are you shitting me? You can't hear a whoosh? He can't even hear Lex open up the door to he his also, own office while he's reading. Let me just ask you, do you you did see that Clark was slow walking back in front of him, right? So that means he would have heard steps in front of him. He was like, oh. Like, he wouldn't have looked at both sides. What are you talking about? He's he not blind. Backwards. He's not blind in this he scene. He walked on both He's not blind sides. in this scene. I'm standing by this. He's not blind. You're dumb as shit. You're if dumb you as really shit. He's not blind. Scene, he literally sped run to grab the gun and walked back in front of Lionel. So meaning he heard Clark come from this side to this side, but yet he knew Clark was on this side from the get-go. Hey, Joseph, the audience doesn't want you to lose another dinner bet right now. Dude, so why don't you keep dumb. it down over there? You are dumb. Clark immediately grabs the gun and starts shooting his <laughs> hand. Yeah, starts shooting his hand. You have no idea what I can do. And Lionel, what, what's going on? Who's shooting? He's faking it right now because he can see. 
He is not faking. He even bro. says, I'll call security. He is faking because you just. At this point, right no, now, no, if he was no, not blind, we're not, he would make it obvious. All I'm saying is, you just saw the bullets being dropping on the floor. Let's stay by that real quick here. Where Lionel says, I'm going to go get security, Clark immediately pushes the pull tape on the U.S. <laughs> Marshal as he tries to run away and says, You know what? What are you even doing here? The U.S. Marshal then spills the beans saying, I'm About the Brooks family, Jesse and her papa. They stole some files and on some discs. <laughs> they stole discs, bro. And you know what? They, we weren't just, they weren't just any discs, but they were three and a half floppy A discs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, we can make a million. You want to get it? Come on, let's team up. You know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to do this by myself. Forehead hit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There goes that guy. Let me tell you something here, though. Let me tell you something here. So... After that's done, obviously Clark would speed run to Jesse's house, right? No, no, no. You wouldn't speed run to Jesse's house. Why would he not speed run over there? Because you got to take the Ferrari. No, he doesn't have the Ferrari here. What does he have in the scene? Why would he have the Ferrari? Because he has to obviously steal it because he still wants to look cool with the red kryptonite. So he immediately sees Jesse. He's like, oh, I thought <laughs> you forgot about me. I thought we were going to go. You know, we're going to leave, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, we we're about to. But then I found out your dad got some discs and I want them discs. We talked about being able to escape together, but guess what? Now I just want to do this on my own. That's right. I'm going to go to Metropolis. I already made my money. Who needs you? And also, that's why wouldn't he actually recruit her? Why wouldn't he say we could run off into the sunset together, Jess, just like what we spoke about? Well, I'm already tired of her. It's been one episode. Why so, would I want her for forever? So you're saying that Clark got tired of her already? Yeah. He would have been asking somebody. If it was Lana, it'd be forever, dude. Red Kryptonite or not. No, that's not true. Because he chose Jess over Lana. Yeah. He chose what his penis wanted. No, he didn't. He just chose Jess over Lana because she, he doesn't even care about Lana. He just cares about what's going to be the easiest piece that he could grab. And you, by the way... I don't think you know, dude. That's why with Lana in this episode, he keeps trying to hit on her because he knows that she has a crush on him. So he's using that against her because this isn't Probably Clark right. Kent. Oh, yeah, I thought you said I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> dude, don't be so sassy about it. Don't you even talk about sassiness, Mr. Sassy Pants. <laughs> Bro, calm down, dude. I'm right. Lionel's not blind. He's blind in this episode, Taylor. It's it's confirmed, bro. Make a poll. Oh, my God. You make a poll. It's I don't know how to now. make a poll. It's your job now, bro. All right. You know what? We are getting back to now with Clark. Okay. This is a very evil scene because he's just acting like a kingpin where he's about to rough her up. Unless she shows him where those three and a half floppy A discs are. I want to ask you something, though. Because if he's sped run over here, how is this dude there already? Well, he was knocked out. Yeah. So, apparently, How he, is he there already when he showed up? He didn't hit him hard enough. And the other side of it is, like what I mentioned, he had to have drove the Ferrari, right? Or maybe he stopped at a strip club. I don't know, man. It's the, it's the dumbest reasons you can come up with. Well, Red Kryptonite Clark would have been distracted. Mm, yeah. But, so, Mr. Brooks, the father, ends up killing the U.S. Marshal or whatever. Or Poser, U.S. Marshal Poser. Well, he knows Clark's secret. He's dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he has to die now. He does have to die. And so, very convenient, he's dead now. And now Clark is asking the dad, I need those discs, bro. 
Um, where are they? The ceiling? In here? Bro, he just starts breaking shit. And wouldn't he have x-ray vision to be able to look around the house to be able to find where they are? Instead, he just wants to break a TV and throw and it throw at the, the dad. throw the TV at the dad. What is this going to solve, Clark? Doug, he goes up to him and says, hey, man, let's just, uh, oh, Save yourself a world of pain. Oh. By the way, I'm all about Clark then because he doesn't want to tell him where the discs are. Clark, kill him. We have to prove a point. <laughs> We have to do this why do together. we need to kill him, Taylor? You know why? This is why you're the villain. Bro. We have to send a message together. <laughs> this is what we have to do. Do you want to be the villain? Do you want to be able to cross those lines? You, you know say? what? We need to push it. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. That's all this is. <laughs> so, of course, he goes oh, to the cornfield oh outside because he comes to find out Jesse is the one with the discs, and she has them in her bag. Oh. She keeps them on her at all times, apparently. Hey, did you know that Pete and Jonathan also have powers, too? Yeah, they can show up randomly at the house and know that Clark's there, even in the first place, and also knows he's in the cornfield, too. I was going to say, they showed up at the house. No, they were walking through the cornfield as if they already were going through a maze. Oh, dude. Hey, so Pete's here now. Jesse, run. No explanation how we got here. Uh, none whatsoever, because it must be a very common cornfield. Or she probably lives at such a well-known, like, rundown house that everyone's like, that's where the new people are located. We need to go there. Now, would you agree with me here that the last, literally, like, the last eight minutes of this episode is pure garbage? No, I'm not going to agree to that. Because it's at least Pete showing a Bruce Wayne Batman strategy where it's grabbing the kryptonite rock and now it's weakening Superman to, guess what? Break the ring. Put him in his place. <laughs> and so because you're now weakening the man with Jonathan having the sledgehammer, it looks a little bit more strategic because he understands that Clark is going to have to be able to defend himself now that he is weak. Clark being the hitting of the hand, like forehead with the fist, whatever you call it, whatever. He is obviously going to throw up his hand, where then that allows the sledgehammer to break the ring, making Clark become normal. This is the dumbest way to break it. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> trying here, man. I am. Way to good break God, it. God, am I? You're telling me right now, as weak as he is and he's been shown to be, you can't just remove the ring off his hand with your hands? We have to get a whole ass sledgehammer and hope. He is punching me at the same time in order to break it. I think I would have actually loved if Jonathan somehow really did have a kryptonite belt and like just like threw it like on the ground like he it said, was some type of whip and was like, We're gonna we're gonna go together. Grab your ankles, boy. <laughs> grab your ankles right now. Clark, only one of us is getting out of here alive. <laughs> but I, I do like what you're saying, the, the whole strategy. Yes, they get the pull the weakness card here. It's a Batman they have strategy, to, they which have is why I down. like it. They because, have to put him down. And guess what? It's a low blow strategy. Mm -hmm. It's a very like, I'm about to screw you it's up It's like you're, you're fighting a legitimate fight and you're kicking him in the nuts. It, it's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly what you're doing. Or grabbing Goku's tail. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yes, but sometimes the Saiyans can make themselves stronger so that the tail does not affect them. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about early Dragon Ball. You know I what got mean? you, I got you. When he falls asleep, right? No, 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 I agree. <laughs> I agree overall. I understand what you're saying. So, of course, we go back to the mansion after that fiasco in the cornfield. And, of course, uh, Lex is giving his father his favorite, favorite, uh, what is it? It's uh, some type of scotch from 1963 
where they immediately believed that the only thing they had in common was their, their taste. taste in scotch. <laughs> what, uh, uh, Lex is what, 23 now? No, you'd only be at most 22. Okay, so he's 22. That's right. 22, 23, right? 22. So they at thought. most, I just said. At the, no, no. You know what? See, there's at a the lot of attitude show, coming from you right now. There's 21. so much attitude coming from you this episode. You need to calm down. Settle those tits. All right. So when it comes to then Lex looking at Lionel, how is he 22 years old and that the only thing they had in common was scotch? Yeah. He's been drinking since 13. <laughs> since he was in the womb. Bar mitzvah. Remember that time that you opened that bottle of my bar mitzvah, Dad? And let me tell you something here, bro. Lex just pulls the move. Uh, yeah, stop acting like a little bitch, Dad. <laughs> Sorry you're blind, can't see like all of us. But you know what? Stop using that excuse and just go fuck off in the spare bedroom or something. <laughs> We're done with the pity party, acting like a child. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Finally, Lex is not bending over at his desk. Instead, he is sitting at his desk with the feet propped up, which is where he should be. That's right. And they, do, they actually reformat this whole office like it's different. But also, a, a fun little fact here with Lionel saying, of course, um, so the son becomes the father. Spoken by Jarrell in the original 78 Superman movie. I love that. That's nice. That's very sweet. Yeah, dude. And d- so in a way, and by the way, that's also why I say, all right, so I'm going to have to pause here real quick. So with that, though, with their type of relationship and him even mentioning Clark Kent, do you think that this is now building their bond even more? Not because it's Lex then once again showing that he's separate and becoming his own man, but because Lionel now has shown, guess what, Lex? This Hamilton says he has a ship. Guess what, Lex? Clark Kent is a very interesting individual. It's now we're so early in this season where we're getting so many type of hints towards this and where Lex has yep. to be more interested in what his father is saying mm-hmm. because it's finally what he wants to hear because it's a topic he likes. And it's also the thing is, if it's intriguing my dad, then it has to be important. Because all he's ever known is to be like his dad. He's only ever known his dad. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm completely with you there. And also you're completely with me that Lionel had to be able to see and not be blind because he's holding in the bullets in his hand. He's holding the bullets in his hand. How would he get those bullets in his hand? Who picked up those he bullets? He walks around. Hey, I guarantee you. He just he's... said he was running to get security in that scene. We're then in the scene with Lex at the end here. He is rubbing all four bullet cases that Clark shot in his hand. And he's saying, Clark is very interesting, Lex. How would he get those casings? Bro, look. He security walks guard around picked everywhere. him up and said, here you go. Yeah, it's like, hey, the bullet casing's here. He obviously heard shots going. Maybe he was searching for him, bro. Maybe mm-hmm. looking around. Yeah, because he saw. Not blind. And by the way, how else would he be able to find security? You can't find security if you're blind. <laughs> I'm going to try to find security. <laughs> so we come to normal Kent House, where Clark is finally back to normal, not wearing any black or you know dark clothing as Kal-El. Um, and Jonathan then shows why he's the worst father of all time. Yeah, he's like, so my son hates me, so I hate him. <laughs> this is where I hate my son just as much as he hates me. Clark is completely confused and probably not aware of like how he was. And by the way, it was probably really scary where I just imagine him being trapped in his own body, not being able to make his own decisions. 
where he is then telling his parents, I'm sorry about everything that occurred. I just don't know what was happening. Jonathan, those feelings came from somewhere, Clark. <laughs> I know that's how you really feel. What the hell, dude? But, well, the thing is, though, Clark does say, I mean, some, sometimes. But, so, th- I mean, so some of it is true. I mean, Clark, John is being very headstrong on the idea. Dickish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 100% like, no, you hate us, Clark. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're a horrible time. <laughs> Why do you hate us? And by the way, I guess we're even for me wanting you to drop you off, right? <laughs> so, and it's cool to, that what he points out, too. He's like, you know, when I was on that red kryptonite, man. I just wanted to do bad things and tell everyone everything. I want to tell the world. I I want to tell tell Lex, Lana, Jesse. I wanted to tell everybody who I was and what I can do. Dude, I'm with Sean from Cool Episode, man. Your mom's hot. (laughs) Martha, once again, being the supportive mother that she is, saying that there's always going to be a right time for things, and eventually you will be able to show yourself. You love this shit? Because I hate it. I love this shit because I do want to pause here. And this is my last pause. Or actually, no, I'm going to let this play because this is my last thing. I feel so horrible for Clark in this episode. Dude, he feels so bad. I could never, ever (laughs) imagine. He, uh, Joseph, Joseph, he can't dig himself out of this. No, he can't. I immediately went through every type of way that Clark could have an excuse. There's nothing I can come up with. He is screwed forever. He is never going to be able to win her. This is a taint on the relationship. This, I put in my here. The worst thing. This is Their relationship's done. No way in hell he stands a chance. No way in hell they can be together. He can't explain anything. Like, how would you explain that? You can't. You can't say you want me, and you can't say that wasn't you, but then you say I was acting there. You, You just can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah, and she even says that, too. It hurts me because she's right. And unless he were to tell her everything, there is no way to be able to describe to her something that happened. My only issue is that it's kind of the same thing where he should have made up something. Oh, some there was that Nicodemus flower that came up. Remember where you had that and then you blacked out and couldn't remember? He should have been able to make that excuse. The problem is since he wasn't in the hospital from overheating and almost dying... He can't, dude. It's just so awkward. How awkward would you feel? Oh, I'm, I'm because embarrassed. Because the thing is, I'm re- embarrassed. He remembers all of it. Yes, and I mean, that's what sucks. And by the way, that kiss was so good. And was that official? Would you, would you call that their first official kiss? No, he's under the influence. Mm, he is under some type of. Influence. He's under the influence. He's not sober. You know, this was a season high on viewership when it aired. Yeah, this should be. 18 million viewers, bro. Yeah, this is the fantastic episode. You and I argued over this episode. Taylor, of course, always being proved right. But in the end, this episode is top three already. Oh, it's so good. I don't even know what's next. I don't even want to know because I'm sure it's not going to be as good. Okay, you don't even want to know what's next because we're about to go back in time. We're going to go back in time, baby. We're going to go to the 1800s. You know what I can't wait for? Ugh. Going backwards in time. No. Why? Why did you have to remind me of that, bro? Because it's a beautiful love story. We need some little Caesars in here, bro. No, we're not getting that yet. Because first of all, I need to keep getting red. Oh. Dude, what a great episode. I'm going to give that 
a damn 9.5 out of 10. So for me, that has to be... No, nah, 9. I'm going to put 9. I'm going to put 10 out of 10. Wow. I have to. It's too good. It gives me everything <laughs> that I want. It gives me the moments where I can't even make an excuse for them to be able to... Like, I can't call Lana dumb. I can't call Pete dumb. I can't call Clark dumb. I can't call any of the characters really dumb. Chloe didn't exist. Jonathan was just his asshole self. Lex was kind of dumb. Ah, but U.S. Marshall? U.S. Marshall was just a throwaway character. So I'm not like, that's what I mean. There wasn't a lot of dumb things. Instead, this was uh, awkward. This was like an office episode for me where I feel uncomfortable watching it because I'm like, please stop. Please tell me this is all a dream. Please tell me that everybody forgets. But nobody does. And now this is going to live forever. I feel, I don't know what's going to happen between him and Lana. I'm devastated. Dude, it's bad. It has to be. Yeah, but it's it's a nice season because you'll see them, you know, kind of redevelop that relationship. Do it? No. We won't get that for a little while. I don't want to watch anymore. We're done. <laughs> Shut the episode down. So, it's it's come to a really unfortunate end on Red. It was a great episode, and we won't ever have it ever again. I know this is one of those things where you have to treasure it. And that's why it's one of the long episodes. So if you're still listening, you better be. Dude. And we did create a new Twitter. So we have a Twitter account for the podcast now. So go ahead and follow us. Somebody save underscore me. <laughs> yeah, because somebody stole our thing. Yeah, dude. Like, why can't we just be the only somebody save me, bro? I don't understand why. If you're hearing this and, you know, you just know, just report any other somebody save me. If it's somebody save underscore me, then it's us. Just, you know, hype us up, follow us. It's the same photo. You it's, better know. It's the same. You photo. better know. It's the same one. If you don't know, I swear to God. So, again, thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next time with episode five, Nocturne. Not too excited, but we'll make it fun. Right, Taylor? Right? It's going to be a 30-minute episode. <laughs> we'll see about that, buddy.